into to the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! edition of Red Sox Rap 360. If it looks like I'm here all alone, it is, because I am so. I'm Mike Conley hanging with you. I figure with Vin Scully coming back for 67th year for the Dodgers next year, uh, we might as well do a Vin Scully style and just go solo today. I'm just kidding. It's actually because everybody's falling off the Red Sox bandwagon because it's been such a trying year, but some promise this week. A nice 4-2 and two week. You know, taking two out of three from Chicago White Sox on the road, and then two out of three from the Red Hot Mets in, well, I can't say Shea, I was about to say Shea, in City Field this weekend. Unbelievable. It's too bad they couldn't put the finishing touches on the sweep today, uh, dropping a 5-4 final. They had the tying run on in the ninth at third base. Very sad, very sad. But two out of three from the Red Hot Mets is pretty impressive, no doubt about that. Let's start with some uh, news of the week. Uh, if you guys are faithful listeners to the program, um, you heard us lauding the efforts last week of Don Osillo and Jerry Remy and how I feel that they are the best team uh, in Major League Baseball calling games. And that's a team we won't be able to see past this season as Don Osillo gets the axe from Nesson. And what a terrible call on Nesson's part and the Red Sox organization. It won't be their last. It certainly isn't their first, but terrible call. I like Dave O'Brien too, but uh, and Tom Werner saying he's re-energizing the broadcast, that's a bunch of hogwash. There must be something that hasn't come to light yet. I mean, Dave O'Brien's been calling the games on the radio for the past like nine seasons, so i got to think there was a time where he was available in those nine seasons to come over and do some Nesson work. So I don't really buy that. And uh, we wish Donnie, based on Orsillo, all the best. I won't insult him by calling him Don Bayonne Baseball because that is a former Yankees uh, you know, nickname, as we all know. But I hope everybody's doing well. If you want to keep me company and give a call in and, you know, Talk to me a little bit. I'm feeling a little lonely. But our number you see on the lower third is 424-256-1729. Or if you only speak Red Sox, that's Joe Cronin, Dewey Evans, Mike Lowell, Johnny Pesky, Marty Barrett, Jerry Remy, and Teddy Ballgame. 424-256-1729. Give us a call if there's something you want to talk about. If not, I'll just go on rambling. Uh, another big news this week before we get into game breakdowns and stuff like that is uh, exciting news for me that uh, Hanley Ramirez was seen taking ground as at first base. And I know we've speculated on the program uh, before that that seems to be a, a reasonable landing place for him uh, next year uh, as there is a vacancy at first base. And Dave Dombrowski said as much that this year. So he wants to kind of see, you know, 
what Hanley can do sooner rather than later over there at first base and see if that has to be addressed in the offseason. But, you know, I mean, it was an experiment that failed moving him to the outfield, but they can't all be good. I mean, uh, Mookie Betts made that seamless transition, as did Brock Holt. So we're not going to be three for three. So what are you going to do? Maybe Hanley turns out to be a great defensive first baseman. Who knows? And we all know that he's probably still can hit, although we haven't seen that since probably May. But it's good to see that over there. And th- that also means that Dombrowski, and he said as much so, is he really likes the way this defensive outfield is shaping up, you know, with the Castillo in there and, uh, you know, Castillo obviously and Jackie Bradley getting at bats right on the regular now and obviously Mookie. But, and it's something that we've speculated here in the past. Are we a better outfield with Mookie Betts, you know, in center field or with Jackie Bradley, as I've said, is the best defensive all, outfielder of all time? Um, you know, if he's in center field, and I think we're going to see some uh, jumbles of that here in the, the coming months, and to just to have an idea going into uh, spring training next year, how our outfield may look. But in the comments from Dabrowski, it sounds like he is a Jackie Bradley fan, and he may be in a Red Sox uniform next year, which I would like to see because, um, you know, we've suffered through the tough times with that kid, and now that things are going good, well, why trade him? You know, we see now that he belongs in the bigs. So, I hope he's a part of the team next year. So going back early in the week, we were at uh, Chicago to face the White Sox. Like I said, taking two out of three from those uh, those cats who have kind of packed it in, even though they're not really technically out of the wide series. Oh, yeah, that's great. I did it. Thank you, sir. But anyways, uh, so took two out of three from the White Sox. Monday's was a 5-4 win. Joe Kelly uh, matching a career high by going 7.1 innings pitch, seven and a third, uh, which was great. And he'd actually matched that career high later in the week. He's had two outings this week where he's gone seven and a third. So things are looking up for Joe Kelly. We'll talk about him more later. The offensive star of that game, obviously, was Rusne Castillo, the aforementioned. Three for four that night with a bomb, his fifth of the year off Jeff Smarja. And he had a career high five RBIs. So, you know, he got it done. I, I really impressed that, you know, I know we beat up on the bullpen, uh, in this, um, program. But Robbie Ross has really been showing me uh, something this week, and he came in in the eighth with one on and one out and got a speedy Adam Eaton to ground into a 6-4-3 in the end and double play in that one. And Gene Machie was a little bit shaky in the, in the ninth, uh, giving up two runs on three hits, but he did get the save, his second. But... Eh, what are you going to do? And uh, it's been mentioned today by uh, Tori Lovello that uh, Gene Machi will be the new closer going forward after some troubles from Junichi Tazawa, which we will get to. But uh, going forward, it's going to be Gene Machi as our closer in the ninth. So hopefully there won't be as many heart attacks as there were that Monday night in Chicago. Uh, the next night, they were on the flip side, on the wrong side of that 5-4 score in a loss. And uh, Wade Miley taking the loss on that one. It wouldn't be, uh, you know, he would have had to take a loss on Wade Miley. It seems like that guy can't get two games above 500, you know. He's like 9-8, nine, 9-9, nine and 10-9, and 10-10. Nine, so he's 10-10 and 10 right now. And... Uh, you know, Mookie with another couple hits in that game, as Tar Rutledge also had two hits in that game. So, and the bullpen went one and a third, giving up no earned runs. So that was good. 
Yep, yep, yep. So then it was on to the rubber match on Wednesday night, and that was uh, the Chicago White Sox in a 3-0 win. And this was the triumphant return, and I thought it was going to be anything but triumphant, but he proved me wrong, a guy that's been regularly debased on this program. Rick Porcello shows up and was unbelievable and outdoing Chris Sale. Both those guys put up mirroring uh, stat lines, going seven-inning pitch of no-run ball and giving up five hits. But Porcello got the W in that one, and uh, they got we were able to get Chris Sale's pitch count up and get him out of the, out of the way and uh, attack their uh, bullpen, which gave up uh, two in the eighth and one in the ninth as the Sox went on to a 3-0 win in that one. Obviously um, Porcello was the story. The offensive story was Travis Shaw who had a huge two-run home run in the eighth off of Nate Jones. Couple more hits for Todd Rutledge in that one. If Bobby DeMuro was here, he'd be dogging the former Rocky, but hey, he shouldn't. He had two hits in back-to-back games. Why not? The kid is hitting. And although he can't feel that since he's been joining the Red Sox, he's hitting 325. So the guy can swing the stick a little bit. It's just he's got to maybe work out there a little bit with, uh, Butterfield, start taking some grounders, what have you. But Poppy and Panda got the day off in that one. Um, Poppy, because he's uh, nursing kind of a left heel situation, uh, but that doesn't seem to be uh, a problem. Uh, Panda got the day off just basically because he can't hit right now. But his feeling has come around, and he's flopping that body all over the place. And he's been he's been impressive defensively the past two weeks. But you know, like I say, he hasn't really been swinging the sticks. He's only hitting. 219 after the break. So we've got to get him going. Hopefully the defense will spur his offense, shall we say. So, yeah, that's the, that's the White Sox series. Two out of three from a team on the road for the Red Sox this year. That's a huge win. That's huge, huge wins. So uh, nothing we can be pissed about in that regard. And then, uh, you know, then we go to the Mets. The Mets were red hot. They entered in on a seven-game win streak. And during that seven-game win streak, they scored 73 runs during that seven-game span, which was a franchise record. So they were coming in real hot. And, you know, they had it set up where they had their studs on the mound versus us. You know, Friday, and they had, uh, who they have going for them? They had Matt Harvey going for them then. And then, uh, on the next night, they had, who did they have? Oh, they had, today they had Cindy Garden. Who, who's their other race there in the middle? Uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, oh yeah, Degrom. Yeah, what a stud. So they had they had um, Javi Degrom and Syndergaard going for them. You thought pretty good chance they're going to continue that win streak. Maybe go three and over as the Sox. You know who would be countering with Owens. You know, a rookie, and then Kelly, and then today, Wade Miley again. But the Sox did take two out of three uh, from a really good ball club, the NL East leading New York Mets. So that's not to be overlooked at all. And Henry Owens was good in that one, going five innings pitched with an earned run, just allowing two runs, one of them earned. Sox... Sox pitches combined to walk, walk 12 batters in that one, and they still were able to pull out the win 6-4 that night. Tommy Lane got the win in relief. Craig Breslow came in and got the save because uh, uh, Janichi was just being how Janichi is lately, just blowing things up. Um, he did come in and get a good K 
key uh, double play in that one in the ninth, and Bogarts made an outstanding play on that, uh, where he kind of stretched like a first baseman and still was able to complete the relay throw to first to get a double play, which was huge, absolutely huge in that one. Um, and it looked on that play as if Tazawa kind of wrenched his back or something because he was kind of stretching it afterwards and he took a the trainers came out he took a couple you know warm-ups and said he was fine but he was anything but fine as he walked like the next four batters walking in a run and then uh Breslow kind of had to come in and save the day getting Cespedes to fly out there with the bases loaded so uh, the bats were going in that one. Jackie Bradley had a bomb and two hits in that one. Swihart had a bomb, an inside-the-park home run. At least that's how it will go down in the books. But it actually, upon replay, actually cleared the fence in left center and, and uh, it was essentially dead center, and then came back in. and He he said he knew it went out. He was rounded second. He saw how how dispassionately the center fielder was going after the ball so he kind of thought it was out but where he ran around and scored the Sox didn't have to challenge it so it'll go in the books as a inside the park home run the first one for the Sox since Jacoby Ellsbury back in 2011 but you know that just shows the wheels the kid has as a catcher you know and uh that's one of the one of the good things with uh with Swihart, you know, as bad, as much as work as he has on, uh, to do in calling a game and uh, blocking pitches and things like that, he really is not overmatched at the plate, and he is fast. He got a stolen base in that game as well. You know, when's the last time a catcher has gotten an inside-the-park home run and a stolen base in the same game? I do not know that, but if you do, Give us a call back. You can call in tonight, or we want four two four two five six one seven two nine. Or as I said before, Joe Cronin, Dewey Evans, Mike Lowe, Johnny Pesky, Marty Barrett, Jerry Remy, and Teddy Ballgame. If you want to give us a call and steer this conversation in the direction you want it to head. Oh yeah. So Poppy went deep in that game as two. Uh he's crushed his twenty seventh off of Logan Verrett. Uh like I say, kinda of once they got Javi out of the game, it was able to hit that Mets bullpen that's pretty good towards the back end but in that middle area that 7th and 6th and 7th area they can be had but once you get into Clippard and Familia they're pretty tough as the uh, Sox found out today unfortunately but then uh, Saturday night they went on again behind an excellent effort his second of the week from Joe Kelly and they won 3-1 to one. like I said he went 7 and a third again matching a career high only giving up 5 hits and one earned run two k's and two walks he is six and oh in august and the first red sox pitcher to go six and oh in a calendar month since pedro martinez back in may of 1999 and in that six and oh august he is sporting a nice 2.68 era in that uh mr kelly so it's good to see out of Joe Kelly, and uh, you know it's probably too little, too late for his uh, preseason call of a, a Cy Young campaign this week, but uh, this season, excuse me. But uh, maybe it'll give you some added depth for next year. I still think Dombrowski's obviously going to bring in some arms, but uh, maybe some well-needed uh, depth in the form of Joe Kelly and that if you can get things figured out. What he says he's been doing, he's been mixing in more of his off-speed stuff and throwing those for strikes as well to get ahead of hitters. 
you know, something he hasn't really done in the past. And I can understand that. When you throw 97, it is a temptation to get ahead with the fastball. But that hasn't been working. He hasn't really had super command of that this year. So to see him mix in more cutters, more sliders, it's good to see. And uh, hopefully it's a step in the right direction uh, in regards to that. It was interesting to see because this turnaround, he's kind of had Ryan Hannigan as kind of his personal catcher, obviously the veteran of the two catchers on the Sox. But, you know, he's kind of been his catcher now and uh, through August, really turning it around. But it was Swihart as an hour before game time, Ryan Hannigan was scratched before the game due to tightness in his right calf. He is supposed to get... Uh, Reassess today, so we'll, we'll see what that happens, and uh, hopefully it's not a DL content for Ryan Hannigan. But he must have uh, taught Joe, Joe Kelly to call his own game, or really coached up Swihart, uh, because you know, like I said, he pitched a great game and he was mixing in things, which is a, a tip of the cap to Swihart. Well done, kid. Tip of the cap, and uh, you know, keep it rolling. You know. But uh, so that was a 3-1 win. That was huge. Um, a lot of people sitting in that. Poppy with the tightness in his left heel. Uh, Ramirez was a short right shoulder, and Castillo got some rest. But Poppy did pinch hit with a double. Uh, that was key. And Castillo came and ran for him. So those guys look to be all right. Uh, Mookie Betts also went deep that night, his 12th of the year, and added two more hits. So it was looking good. It, everything was primed for a 3 Three-game sweep of the NL East leading Mets. That would have been fantastic. Unfortunately, that didn't come to play as the Sox dropped a 5-4 affair today uh, to the Mets. But that's three three results of 5-4 uh, this week for the Sox. Two on the short end. But uh, you don't care about that. Uh, Wade Miley was okay. Six innings pitch. He gave up four earned, four earned runs. But when he, they really needed that that shutdown inning, and the Sox went ahead in the top of the sixth on a two-run bomb by Poppy, uh, his 28th. Also, uh, coincidentally, that uh, put him past, that put him in all alone to 27th all-time on the all-time home run list with 494, passing the likes of Lou Gehrig. The Iron Horse and Fred McGriff, the crime dog. Didn't think you'd have a Fred McGriff call today, but you just did. So, uh, Poppy's raking, you know, uh, hopefully that heel isn't, uh, much of a problem. And clearly it wasn't as he started at, uh, first today being in the NL Park. But they came up on the short end of the stick today. Xander with another two hits today and Swihart with two more hits as well. Uh, as the Sox were, uh, able to push across four runs on nine hits, but it was not enough. Uh, as the Syndergaard pitched okay, but they ended up touching him up. And then uh, their bullpen came in and shut it down. Oh, yeah. But you have to take solace in the fact they beat two teams on the road, a 4-2 and two trip uh, to this point. And, uh, you know, that's pretty impressive. I mean, if the Sox can win two out of every three for the rest of the way, who knows? Maybe 500 is not a pipe dream. That would be fantastic. And, you know, a few more wins might get me lunch off Bobby Demure. Who knows? But coming up this week, they uh, host three with the New York Yankees. And then they'll have three uh, hosting the Phillies. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch upon... 
really nothing, but, you know, I'm here by myself, so I have to just uh, rattle it all out. One thing I do want to touch upon, a non-baseball-related issue, and, you know, I don't consider myself an expert on many things, but one of the things I'm approaching expertise in is snacking, and uh, one of the all-time best snacks of all time is Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its has come out with this cheese ball type thing called Cheez-Its Crunch. I figure it can't miss. Cheez-Its are delicious. Cheese balls are delicious. It can't miss. It missed. It's terrible. Do yourself a favor. Send that away. That's a little public service announcement for anybody listening to the program because they are horrible. Cheez-Its, look in the mirror, okay? You have a standard to uphold, and you're not upholding it. Uh, if you want to give us a call before we uh, sign off in here, like I say, 424 uh, 1729 Sox with a 4-2 week this week. Pretty impressive stuff. And uh, under Tori Lovello, the interim manager, they are now 10-6 and six since he took over. So uh, that's pretty impressive. And, and you know, this, this really isn't a team that's playing out the string, and that has a lot to do with them having this huge influx of... Um, um, you know, youth, and uh, one that's going to get even huger if huger is a word come September first when the rosters expand, and we're going to see even more of the youngins up. But they have—they're not really a team playing out the string. They're playing hard baseball and good baseball, and they're fun to watch right now. So if you are some of the people that fell off the bandwagon, like these people, or um, you just want to see some good baseball player come back on the bandwagon because the Red Sox are a fun team to watch right now. And you want to be have a leg up on 2016 because uh, they're going to have a squad that year uh, if the past two weeks are any indication. So, yeah, Sox, oh, winners out of the last 8-12, they are a hardball club. They are a hardball club. Don O'Silly, if you want to come and join Red Sox Wrap 360 for the 26th season, the invitation is always open. You are the man, but I'm sure you're going to get a big old baseball job somewhere, and deservedly so. Uh, clearly, the Red Sox do not deserve you as they can't you, which is terrible. And he had a good heartfelt goodbye from Jerry Remy, who had nothing but good things to say for him as they've been working together for the past 15 years. And the guy's one of the best play-by-play men in the business. I can't say it enough, but, you know, like I say, he will land on his feet. There's no doubt about that. Well, next week we are going to be taking the week off here at Red Sox Wrap 360 as it is Labor Day weekend, and I'll be actually going back to the homeland. Uh, keep an eye out for me at Fenway. If you do see me there, uh, don't hesitate to come and say hello. Uh, we'll also have a note on those of you folks that listen to the Dodgers program, Dodgers Wrap 360, that usually comes up here around uh, 9.05 Eastern Time. 605 Pacific on Sundays. That is actually going to be postponed. We'll be coming at you uh, Tuesday night. Uh, TBD on that one. So uh, you'll just have to tune in sometime Tuesday and uh, or Wednesday morning as it'll be up on iTunes and YouTube and on the AfterBuzz TV network. Alright, but uh, so that's a recap of the week. Sox with a 4-2 and two week and uh, hopefully they can keep it rolling this week. I mean, where you're not, it doesn't look like the Sox are going to the playoffs. The least they can do for us is mess up the Yankees' chances of going to the playoffs and they'll have an opportune time to do that 
that uh, starting tomorrow night with Eduardo Rodriguez on the bump. So they'll have three hosting the uh, Bronx Bombers for three, and then they'll have Thursday off, and then the Phils, who have been playing better baseball after the break, come to town for three over the weekend. So hopefully we can put together another four and two week. Hey, maybe a five and one. Hopefully we can put uh, a hurting on the Yanks. But uh, so check us out. We'll be back here on Red Sox Wrap 360 in two weeks on September 13th at 7:05 Eastern Time. Until then, I am going to uh, sign off. Go Sox! Free Tom Brady. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 